Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello and welcome to the Sports History Network Showcase, our in-house show featuring SHN podcasters talking sports, talking history, and talking sports history. My name is Oz Davis, host of the Sports History Network's Truly the Goats podcast. And showcase this week is Tommy A. Phillips and his podcast for the Sports History Network, Lombardi Memories. Tommy, how are you doing six games out from Super Bowl 55? That's pretty good, yeah. Before we get on to uh, more focused matters, I've got to ask you this one. Well, in your bio on the Sports History Network website, that's sportshistorynetwork.com, the second sentence reads, he is a Packers fan in Steelers country. How did that happen? Uh, I, I guess I felt bad for the Packers when I was a kid and that they had gone through so much in the 80s. They were really bad team so I kind of felt bad for them and became a fan of them and then as soon as I became a fan of them they uh, took off and became amazing so I picked the right time to become a wow so you became a fan out of sympathy yeah <laughs> of the Packers from yeah. so-called title town did you grow up in Pittsburgh area yeah, yeah, I've lived wow. here. Yeah, I had a chance of being a Steelers fan, but whenever they lost that championship game to San Diego, uh, everyone was disgusted with them, and I chose a different team. <laughs> Well, let's talk your podcast, The Barty Memories. Tell us a little bit about how you came to get into podcasting and what the inspiration for your podcast is. Um, well, I just really love Super Bowls. It's one of my favorite things. It's just the Super Bowl. doesn't matter who's playing in it or what the score is. I just uh, really enjoy Super Bowls altogether. So I thought I could make up a podcast just focusing on Super Bowls. And I know that there are like Facebook groups that do similar things, but um, I wanted to try doing a podcast about it. And 
uh, I found that I really enjoy doing it. It's, um, it, it's a pretty fun process every week, to, every two weeks to go through. You've also written a couple of books in what I assume is a burgeoning series uh, called Pro Football Decades. Tell us about that project. Yeah, um, whenever uh, it was uh, the summer of, I think, 2016, I had I had a dream and I thought in this dream that it would make a good book if I wrote a book on my favorite uh era of the NFL. So I made a note of it that I wanted to uh, write, a, write a book on the 90s. And it started out as a kind of slow, short little thing. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger until I'd written about, I don't know, 300,000 words. And um, yeah, so that book is really long and uh it took two years to write it okay why is the 90s the best decade well actually i'm not sure if the 90s are the best (laughs) because yeah whenever i did my book in the 80s i was like man i wish i'd grown up during this era of football more than on uh, the 90s because the 80, 80s were just really yeah the, but it was the, just blowout after blowout wasn't it well in the super bowl it was yeah but uh there there was just so much good football there of course i i'm i'm slowly getting into the 70s and maybe i'll think that they're the best decade too so <laughs> you never know they're all the best decade yeah <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's talk the upcoming Super Bowl. It seems that the headline that most people are reading and and I guess want to read and want to talk about is Brady versus Mahomes. And, you know, even though they don't actually meet on the field, of course, as we know, um, you know, it's sort of this really interesting matchup, generational level Goats, really. I mean, I, I do the show two or three goats. I can, I can say that. Goat level quarterbacks. And I was trying to go back through history. Maybe you can help me out here and, and find a similar situation in Super Bowl history. But the best I could come up with were Super Bowl three, which you've already done, uh, which had Namath versus Unitas. Right. But even that was kind of a weird situation because Unitas only came in at half. Right. And and then right. you had 48, which was Russell uh-huh. Wilson's Seahawks versus Peyton Manning's Broncos. Peyton Manning, of course, uh-huh. wasn't as old as Tom Brady. I don't think anybody is as old as Tom Brady right now. Maybe Joe Biden. <laughs> and Russell Wilson, I don't think even then was regarded as highly as we guard Mahomes. So let me ask you this. Um, how does this Super Bowl compare to those? And am I missing any? Am I missing any great generational matchups? I was thinking about Favre versus Elway as well, but they weren't that far removed in age. Yeah, uh, possibly you could go with uh, Super Bowl uh, 10 and 13 with uh, Bradshaw mm-hmm. and Staubach. I mean, Staubach was, he was, he retired only two years or he only played one year after 
that second matchup with Terry Bradshaw. But Terry Bradshaw was still, you know, in the middle of his career, you know, getting towards the end. So, yeah, the, there's no real uh, close comparison to it. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think the far Elway one might work the best because Elway was at the very end of his career and far was, he was 29 you know, near the beginning. So, yeah. you know, I mean, not, I mean, he never went to another Super Bowl after that, right? Right. Yeah. So, so in, in a lot of ways, that's, we didn't know it, right? But that was the, the pinnacle. That was the peak of his career. Yeah. He didn't have very good Super Bowls, though, did he? Who? Yeah, uh, Favre. He played in the two. And... Oh, I think his, his numbers were pretty good. I, I think, I mean, he did throw one or two interceptions in the one against the Broncos, but, um, yeah, he, he easily could have won MVP in Super Bowl 31. Um, except that Desmond Howard had that amazing yeah. game, you know. Special teams wins the MVP. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I tell you. All right. Let me ask you this one. Okay. I hadn't planned to ask you this, but since I got you here, one of my dreams about the Super Bowl is that one day I will see an offensive lineman win the MVP. Could it happen? Yeah, it could happen, but they'd have to have a really good reputation because they're not going to get it unless everyone knows who they are, who they're going up against. Let's say if it was, you know, I, I can't think of, um, <laughs> I can't think of anyone off. If you're facing off, I think if you can chain Aaron Donald, yeah. you could probably make an argument for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would love yeah. To but see you that. would have to be, one of the best already in the league so everyone knows your name because you know like like say it was uh you know david bakhtiari of the packers and he was going up against a really good defender in the afc i i you know and he was able to set them down for the whole game and and it turned out to be a game where there wasn't much passing in it then i think they'd have a chance yeah, it would have to be like a, a, a 13 to 6 game or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Or, or like that Patriots uh, Rams game. Right. I, exactly. I saw that building. I watched the Rams because, you know, that's the hometown team. And I saw that building for years and years, went through the whole Fisher thing, the whole mm-hmm. swoop from St. Louis thing, the whole, you know, hard knocks thing. And then to get that Super Bowl mm-hmm. out of it, oh my God, such a letdown. Such mm-hmm. an anti-climb. The other bad thing about it was I actually had a bet on Johnny Hecker to win the MVP in that Super Bowl. And I might have oh, won. Really? That game could have gone in at like, you know, uh, six to three or something. And I would have won my bet. What, what, what odds did you have on that? Oh, it was ridiculous. It was like, um, it was actually technically any other round. Oh, I see. Right, but I had Hecker in mind. I mean, they had everybody listed. Yeah. They had, and it was like 80 to 1, 99 mm-hmm. to 1. Right. Like this. Was, I got a really good on And I'd throw in like five bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll take 500 bucks for that. Sure, if I have a crummy Super Bowl game.
Let me ask you this. Your predictions for Super Bowl 55, please. We talked uh, before we chatted a bit before and going into the championship games, you were you were thinking Chiefs Packers. I, of course, got it completely wrong. I had the the Bills Packers. Yeah. Uh, But do you still like the Chiefs then? Yeah, I I mean, I'm still sitting here a week later, week and a couple and a day later, and I can't believe the Packers aren't in it. But uh, <laughs> I, I still can't believe it. I mean, I thought this was their year, and uh, it wasn't. So now we get to see Brady go up against Mahomes, and you know, I, I think Brady will keep it close. I just, I don't think he. I, I mean, what was his his biggest loss in the Super Bowl was eight points, and. Uh, and his biggest win was only 10 points. So um, I bet it just comes down to the wire again, or maybe maybe uh, the Chiefs take a 10-point lead and then he gets them a late touchdown to make it look closer. But uh, I think it's going to end right around the line. The line last I saw was Kansas City minus three, and I think it's going to probably end right around there. Yeah, the over/under is uh, started at fifty-seven, so they're forecasting yeah. thirty to twenty-seven. Yeah, which that's... is absolutely believable. Yeah, absolutely believable. Yeah. I think. On the, uh, you know, the problem for me, and I've written about this for other websites today. Sorry, SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Uh-huh. Uh, I was writing about this, and it's so the Super Bowl is so difficult because it's obfuscated by the Brady mystique. Mm-hmm. You know, take Brady out of the equation. What do you have? You have, okay, granted, the Buccaneers are an all-star team, especially mm-hmm. on offense, right? Yeah. Devon White is emerging on the defense as one of the top three or four, you know, defensive players in the league. Okay, fair enough. However, this team is coached by Bruce Bruce Arians, and they make a lot of mistakes. They make a lot of dumb mistakes, okay? The defense statistically, is not very good. In fact, I believe they're bottom 10 against the pass. Yeah. Um, you look at a guy like Kelsey. How is any – nobody can stop this guy, much yeah. less a below-average defense. Yep. The other things are is that, like, okay, people have been have been noting that, oh, yeah, the Chiefs aren't blowing anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, when are they going to flip the switch? Well, yeah. they flipped the switch. Uh-huh. Everybody was waiting for this, and then it happened, and yet people are still doubting it. But uh-huh. it's only, again, it's only because of the Brady mystique. Mm-hmm. I swear. <laughs> I mean, the numbers, the trends, everything points to Kansas City by by a lot more than three and a half. Right, right. Actually, actually. Uh, if, if, you, if you strip the names off of this thing, it would be about <laughs> plus eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is just a sloppy team, and and the Chiefs have the swag. Yeah. So I like the Chiefs too, and I'm glad to hear somebody else say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hearing too much. You can't bet against Brady. Uh, right. Okay. Well, Tommy Phillips of the Lombardi Memories Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. You want to give us a sneak preview of your next episode? Yeah, my next episode is, well, hard to sugarcoat it, but one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. 
uh, Super Bowl eight between Miami and Minnesota. And uh, I think Miami had the record in this game for the least passes, least pass attempts in a game. I think they might have that record. Um, I'll have to go back and see. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Tony Eason's Patriots didn't get too many against the Bears in Super Bowl Twenty. That might be your competition. <laughs> well, I, I think they had a lot of pass attempts. That, that's what I mean, pass attempts. Oh, okay. Not yards. Okay. Yeah, pass yeah. attempts, because I think Greasy just kept going back and handing off the Sonka over and over and over again. And um, that's – so <laughs> going through this Super Bowl, it's like I can't wait to get to some of those – Steelers Cowboys ones which are a lot more exciting <laughs> oh yeah Super Bowl 13 in about a yep. month and a half at sportshistorynetwork.com yep. Tommy <laughs> thanks very much have a great thank day. you thank you this has been the SHN Showcase podcast we'd like to thank our guest Tommy Phillips of the Lombardi Memories podcast which can be found at sportshistorynetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast. The theme song for the SHN Showcase is Quartz by Amani Tech, and it is available through fair use agreement via freemusicarchive.org. SHN Showcase will be back soon with another Sports History Network podcast. Until then, this is Oz Davis saying stay safe and stay historical. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history. But as far as I'm concerned, we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment. You know that. Can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website. But we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sportshistorynetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you got to do, head over to sports. HistoryNetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.